Hey everybody, this is Brent from Beam Me Up, a Star Trek podcast. As you may know, Matt and I have finished recording the main run of the show. However, over the course of our three and a half years of recording the show, we actually recorded several episodes that to this point have either gone unaired or they were exclusive to our Patreon page. Well, now that we're on the backside of the main show, we thought that it would be a great time to release those episodes to you guys out there, our listening audience. Plus, you never know when Matt and I may jump in with a random new episode. The final frontier begins. This is about saving the future of humanity. This is a huge victory for the good guys. You've never seen Voyager. Commitment to this course of action is not emotional. Scotty, beam us up. Welcome to a very special supplemental episode of Beam Me Up, a Star Trek podcast. Typically, I would say I am Brent Allen, and Matt's not here with me today, but that is not the case. Hello, Matt. Welcome to a <laughs> supplemental episode. <laughs> I was going to say, is that how you run those episodes? I've, I much. haven't been able to listen to them. You're, you're not allowed. You are not allowed. I know. I know. And it's usually at this point where I say, Matt, if you're listening, turn this off and go away. Shoo, shoo, shoo. I honestly did not know that. Yeah. Is this your first supplemental episode? I think so. We've done? I, mean, I think this we, is we've supplemental. We've done the answering the hails, but yeah. I don't think I've done a supplemental. I think this is supplemental number 12 that I've done wow. over the course of our show. Yeah. It's been a few. Okay. There's been okay. a few. Um, but anyway, we are here to discuss not Star Trek on this particular day. We've had, uh, we, we did something over the course of our run so far. We're about 75 episodes deep now as, as we record this, Matt, you have often brought up another show that's not Star Trek. Yeah. A about show 47 times. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well done. Um, but it is it is a show that you have seen that I have not. Like the the, the tables are flipped for us. We flipped them again because I mean that, that's the whole reason this show got started. We've talked about it True. before. I came from tales where I was introducing someone to something, and uh -huh. then now you're introducing me to Star Trek, and now I flipped it again, and I'm introducing you to something. Right, right. So Matt, that show is Firefly. Yeah. So that's a show you've seen a lot. Uh, apparently, from what I've learned recently, you have introduced several people to the show. Oh, and yeah. you decided a couple of weeks ago, you said, Brent, we're going to watch the show. Here are some dates. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's about how it went. Yeah. And we landed on some dates. I kicked everybody out of my house. I sent my wife and daughter to a hotel for the week. They went to stay at the beach. I sent my son to his grandparents' house and because they were on spring break. And it was you and me and the dog here at the house hanging yep. out. And we binge watched this whole show plus the movie. And today we're going to talk about it. We're not going to go episode by episode or anything like that, but we are going to kind of just, I guess, overview of Firefly. So that's what this is about, folks, is uh, Matt flipping the, the pages on me and, and we're just going to talk just overall thoughts about Firefly. Uh, and mm -hmm. that's why this is supplemental, because this is just an extra fun <laughs> uh, little show. This will go out first to our patrons. Uh, so hello to our patrons. Thank you so much for your support of the show. And if you would like more information about that, head over to patreon.com slash beam me up where you can get access to all of this stuff first and early and for everybody else well you'll get this at some point later in the future from when we are right now matt makes sense so matt i, I since we're flipping the the the, the script here um <laughs> I, I guess that's the intro i i'm gonna turn the show over to you i don't know how you want to lead this conversation or or where yeah, you want to go it's gonna be weird i haven't led a show like this in a while so uh yeah it'll be a little rough but 
Let's see what we can do. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So let's do, just, just to the folks out there, I did make notes while I was watching, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it's not the notes that you make. It was mostly like we get to the end of an episode and I jot down like three or four uh, kind of notes off of each episode. And then what I've done is I've kind of taken them and divided them into like categories because they all sort of group together after a while. Um, yep. So that's the way I've got my notes laid out. But however you want to take this, Matt, have at it, my friend, because I'm, I'm ready to talk about this show. It, it was it was whatever. We'll talk about it. Go ahead. Well, well no, no. Sure. Give, give me as, as you always make me do your overarching beginning thoughts. Just give them a taste. Okay. Uh, first of all, I like this show and I don't know what in the world took me so long to watch this show. (laughs) I like, like I'm kind of pissed off. There's not more of this show. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a reason I like force this on people. Yeah. So uh, Matt and we should just, okay. Uh, First of all, I guess let's say this. If you've not watched Firefly like me, uh, this episode is going to be full of spoilers. I'm not, we're not holding anything back. So you should put that out there. You should, you should go, watch firefly if you haven't and no seriously you should go watch firefly because it's fantastic let just hear it from me as a sci-fi fan uh it, it, it is absolutely fantastic this show was not what i expected it to be though i don't know why i, re- I remember you saying that yeah, a few times yeah i don't know why in my head i thought this was just sort of some goofy really bad special effects uh, a comedy sort of slapsticky. I, there's another show out there called Farscape, which uses mm-hmm. puppets. And in my head, for some reason, Farscape and Firefly are like the same show, or they were. They're they're not anymore because Firefly is not a goofy <laughs> comedy that uses puppets at all. No, not at all. Uh, I didn't know Matt until probably the second episode that it was, that this was a Josh Whedon show. I don't think you had said that until we got to about the second episode. Interesting. Or it didn't click in my brain that that's who we're talking about, but this is a Josh Whedon show. Like this yeah. is post Buffy and angel, or maybe right at the tail end of those. Um, this yeah, is prior yeah. It, it, to it's, it's right at the tail end of Buffy. Yeah. Uh, prior to Avengers. So we hadn't mm-hmm. quite gotten there yet. So Josh Whedon in his prime. Um, this shows a full on space Western. Yes. That's what, that's all it is. This is a Western set in space. Yep. And I'm here for every bit of it because <laughs> it's, it's great. Now, a lot of times people will compare Star Trek and Star Wars and you say, listen, Star Trek is the cleaner. It's, it's more Shakespearean in nature. Whereas Star Wars is the space opera set in the future. And sure. it is, um, I don't know how do you, it's uh well, it's a Western. It's an, it's a space opera space Western. This is far more Western. Very what much. What we would think of Western I mean, than Star Wars. <laughs> D- down to the, the dress and everything yeah. and the, the amount of horses that the they amount use. Of <laughs> dust. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. Right. Um, so anyway, we, we get into it and just kind of overarching, like, uh, oh, oh, the cast, the cast is amazing. So many familiar faces in this show. And, and I'm telling you, like, I'm not 100% sure, but to my knowledge, I, mm-hmm. I learned about most of these people from Firefly. Right. I don't know how many of them actually had much of a career before Firefly. That's fair. You, 
you when you and I were watching this show, I would sit there and go, oh, that's so-and-so from Stargate. And oh, mm-hmm. that's so-and-so from Stargate. And oh, that's so-and-so from some other show. And that's so-and-so see, we're, we're, from Stargate. We're, we're almost 20 years removed from yeah. when this was made. And right. that's the thing. It's like they've had time to build up the resume since this aired. Sure, sure. Uh, but like like immediately, uh, obviously, I recognize Nathan Fillion. He, he's a, a very well-known face by this point. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, Jewel state who played Kaylee in this show, uh, I, I was very surprised you knew her. Yeah. Like this oh, is really? the old, like the only thing I know her from. And like, yeah. I, I don't think I've really seen her since, but like you said, she was one of your Stargate girls, Stargate right? Atlantis. Yeah. She was part of Stargate yeah, and, Atlantis. And I haven't watched Stargate. So it is the I, next I, there, podcast was, we're doing, Matt. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do supplemental episodes and let you go binge Stargate. Um, or not. I don't know. Um, that's a little bit longer of a binge. It's I think. a bit, of, it's a bit, yeah, they didn't get cut off too early. Uh, it spun three, three spinoff or, or, you know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of, a lot of shows, a lot of episodes. Uh, but, uh, so you had that, um, uh, the girl river and I'm sorry, I forget the actress's name, but she was in, uh, Sarah Chronicle, Chron- Sarah Connor Chronicles Terminator, <laughs> or she was one of the Terminators or something like that. Um, it, but it, no, I think she was Sarah Connor. Wasn't she? I don't think she was. No, no, no. Sarah Connor was well, uh, Lena. It, 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 in any case, it's, it's summer glow. You're referring to summer glow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Summer glow. And she, you know why I really know her though, Matt is because she had a guest spot on a show called the big bang theory where they had her on a train and it was mm-hmm. her. And that's and they how I really knew her. Right. Let's see. IMDB claims she is Cameron Phillips slash Allison Young. But Cameron Phillips seems to be the main run for her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lena Headey. I haven't watched Connor. the show, so I don't know. I have not either. I've, I've, <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm not a huge Terminator fan. It's a fine show. It's a fine series. I've never got into the TV show anyway. Uh, but, but you had her, um, uh, Alan Tudyk is in this show. Yes. Freaking wash is Alan Tudyk. Like I saw him. Like, that's, that's Alan Tudyk. That's Alan. Tudyk. Or as our friend Josh would say, Alan Tudyk. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> He even got his co-host Jason to start saying Tudyk at one point, even though he knew it was wrong. He did. He did. So it just, I mean, so, and then, you know, the, the guest stars that were on the show as well, um, I recognize. So uh, most of those I think are what you would call like that guy, like, Hey, I know who that guy is, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so we had those, but, uh, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't even finish. Um, uh, Marina Bacharin is another Stargate girl. Uh, the girl who plays Anara. Yep. The, the companion, right? Uh, so she, you know, she's a Stargate girl. Uh, I recognize Gina Torres, the girl who played Zoe. I, I, I don't remember where, but like, I'm going, I know this girl and I know I like, but I, I can't place her off the top of my head, but Adam Baldwin was a, the guy who plays Jane. Who's another, like that guy, kind of a dude who, well, yeah, I mean, he's a Baldwin though, too. You, you can't he, I don't know that he's that, I don't know that he's <laughs> from that family. Like, I think it's, he just has the yeah. same name. I could be wrong. But, um, I just saw him. Oh, I was just watching the Patriot with my son for history class. He's in that movie. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that. And that movie was made around about the same time that Firefly was. So, you know, he's in that same, uh, that that same deal. But the the other big one, I know Adam Baldwin from, Uh did you ever watch Chuck? I did not. Ooh, I did not. Should I? Okay. That was surprisingly good. I I was not expecting a lot from it and, but I watched the entire series. So, okay. I enjoyed it, but yeah, his role in there is pretty good too. Mm. And how could we forget the best guest star of the entire series? 
Little e tiny BB Zach Efron. <laughs> Zach Efron. Okay. I, I, I have to admit, as much as I love this show, uh-huh. and I'm I'm kind of sort of grown to become a fan of Zach Efron. Uh-huh. I not something I wanted to admit back in the the heyday of high school musical, mm-hmm. but I I, I kind of like seeing him in movies now. He's one of those guys. It's like, I see his name pop up and it's like, eh, I'm, I might watch that. Yeah. Anyway, um, as many times as I've seen Firefly, mm-hmm. I did not learn that was Zac Efron until like this year. Oh, really? Well, I, I should say within the past 12 or maybe 24 months, mm-hmm. like very recently, like I had no clue. It, it was something like, I think someone like made a comment on Twitter or something like that, mm-hmm. that, Hey, did uh do you remember Zach Efron when he did this or something like that? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he did what? And then I had to go back and like I, I mean, because I couldn't remember what episode he came in. And so I just like searched for Zach Efron Firefly and they pull up the screenshot. I'm like, mm. oh, what do you know? Like you can see you can see it in his face. I'm I'm usually not good with faces, but like you can tell that Zach Efron. I, I picked up on Zach Efron like right away. Mm-hmm. So I, I, but you might have said something about it. Like, hey, do you know who that I, is? And like, I looked I, at him I, and went, I asked you if you know who that is. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I looked at it for a second. Now I had to think about it. I went, mm-hmm. that's that cuff. Yeah. But you see, the, when I, I first saw this back in, you know, 2004, probably, like, I didn't have any idea who Zach Efron no, was. Like, because he, he wasn't a name for yet. himself. He yeah, wasn't anybody yet. Yeah. He, he was a little kid who played one episode role in a, a flashback. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. He was like ten years old. He was he was nobody. Sure. So anyway, so the the casting for this series is is really top notch. Uh, they nailed all the characters with the right yeah. actor. Like I, I can't imagine different actors playing in those roles mm-hmm. other other than the the ones who were there. So. I absolutely got all that right. I thought the episodes overall were super complex. Like each episode's only 45 minutes with the exception of the double episode at the very beginning, but each episode's yep. only 45 minutes, but they felt like they were two hour long movies. Like every episode, like there was so much in, packed into in each good episode. way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Not like they just dr- dragged on. No, 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 no. It just like, they were just that chock full of stuff happening. You know, and like when you like I try to sit there and get to the end of the episode and like track through like, okay, here's where they started and here's where they ended. Here's the journey they took to get there. And you're like, oh, holy cow, like that's a lot of twists and turns and moves and and dips and dodges. And, you know, where you and I do do beat me up with Star Trek, like especially going through like act by act, like there's, there's a couple, okay, this act functions in this way and this act functions this way, this act functions this way. Mm -hmm. This show, I didn't have that same formula. Yeah. Yeah. And format to, to how they were doing it. So super complex episodes, which just made them like, like, Really interesting. I'm very eager to go back and rewatch the show, not binging it. Like this would be a show that really would be worth like watch the episode, watch it again, think about it, maybe watch it a third time and then move on. Like (laughs) this one really deserves like a deep dive. And I'm sure there's podcast. We're not going to do it here, but I'm sure there's podcasts out there that, that have at least gone through Firefly and done a real deep dive on each one. I'm sure there are, because I mean, this show does have the following for it. Yeah. Like the the following is the reason, you know, the movie got made. Right. So, right. So, uh, you know, I very much appreciated that. Um, I had, so we're, we're doing deep space nine right now. Mm -hmm. And I, 
I think I made this note like later in the series when we were going through it, but I went, this show is very much like deep space nine to me and that it's, it's serialized, but it's episodic all at the same time. And that's kind of the way that the deep space nine is like, it's serialized. You got to follow the story thread, but each story is really its own story as you go through. And I, I, I appreciate that since we're especially yeah. going through deep space nine, but, but I very much appreciated that. Um, and then, and then two more notes real quick. Um, Mal's intro way better than books intro in my opinion. Oh, oh, like how they, they, they voice over it at the beginning of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I thought uh, like books was like, okay, fine. You set up the show and, and okay, here we go. Mal's felt more real to me though. And it made me understand Definitely. what was happening in the episode better and listening it to the way that Ma- Mal's the, the captain played by Nathan Fillion. Um, so, uh, but his also reminded me of the A team. I think I said that too a few times where I watched this. Like, this is this is the A team. It's like if you know where to find them and you've got enough money to pay, call them because maybe they'll do your dirty work for you or whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, it just it always had that sort of uh, they'll get it done kind of a deal. Um, yeah. And then this show has a lot of naked people in it. <laughs> A lot of naked people in it, but you don't see, you see naked stu- people like it's still TV. Like you see a few butts, exactly but- like it, it aired on Fox. Uh-huh. And so they, they definitely push the limits, I think. Right. But right. Yeah. They, they, there's a, it's not like they show you everything. Right. Like like it at first it was everything was very well positioned. And then like, as you got further, like you start seeing like the top of like a butt crack and maybe like some yep. side boob or something like that, but nothing, nothing that exposed anything. And uh-huh. then in one episode, there's full on booty, like uh-huh. Nathan Fillion booty, Nathan like Fillion, full yeah. on Nathan Fillion booty. And you're like, Oh, this must've been on the 10 o'clock time slot at night <laughs> <laughs> because wow. And then, uh, and then we have that. And then I, I think the final episode and I wrote our final note and I wrote this after episode 14, uh, which was, was that was, was that the one where they were getting river? I'm assuming everybody out there has watched the show and they know what I'm talking about. Um, there was objects in space. The one, with, uh, Jubal early, the bounty hunter. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Here was my note. I said, okay, so Fox canceled this show when this happened. Them people are stupid. <laughs> that was my note. That That's my Kentucky. Them people is stupid. Like you, I, How do you, I'm sorry. How do you see that episode and say, yeah, we're just going to pull the plug on the, on this whole thing. This, this doesn't have a future. How, how do you do that? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I bet Josh Whedon, when he got that memo or he got the email or the text or whatever it was, I bet he shot through the roof. Like, I don't know. Maybe he saw it coming. I don't know. But I like I was when we got to the end of that and that was what what they kind of left it on. I went, what? That's it. <laughs> That's where you're going to cancel it. Oh, my. Oh, mm, mm. that whole those whole people. Fox need to be fired. I mean, I'm glad Disney bought Fox because that's the stupid kind of crap that they're putting out there. Like, no, no, those people all need to be fired and never need to work in the industry again. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. I'm glad you agree, Brent. I'm glad you agree. Absolutely. Like I want them. I want them to go back and remake this show. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, they couldn't probably do it with the same cast that they had back then. Maybe they could, I don't know. They're not that much older. Not, not entirely. I believe Ron glass is dead. Mm, fair. Um, and I mean, Nathan Fillion, like he could probably still pull it off. Like you can tell he's getting older, but he's still stayed in pretty good shape. So he could probably make it work. 
especially if they, you know, just say, okay, we're, we're 20 years in the future now. I've, I've got to imagine that, that even Josh Whedon is a writer and a producer and, and all the actors like, okay, okay. They've moved hold, on hold up, from, hold up. Oh, go ahead. I need, I, I need to make sure. Cause I, I, I think I hear it wrong every time, but I, I want to make sure what's his first name, Nathan. No, the producer, Josh, Josh. Okay. Thank not you. Josh. Yes. Josh. It, like, like it, it sounds like you throw the H on there. Every it sounds time. like I'm I like, throw the H. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to. I'm not. Yeah. No, okay. it's Josh, okay. Josh, hey. Josh. It's, it's where I go from the S to the W Josh Whedon. It's Josh, Josh Whedon. I, I, Josh I feel Whedon. better knowing that we addressed it and that you know what his <laughs> name actually is. Yes. I'll let it go. Okay. I just want to make sure you knew what his name was. Yes. Go. Josh Whedon. I, I think it's the transition from the S to the W, man. I, I, I think you're right. I, now it just might be my Kentucky going from the, because if I just, yep. it's Joss, Josh over there, yep. Josh, Joss, Joss. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. J-O-S-S. <laughs> it's how I say his name. Okay. Okay. Because his parents are weird, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, so yeah, those are my overall thoughts. And I mean, that was sort of a, you know, pulled from 14 episodes worth of thoughts overall on the show. Cool. Did I just give you every answer you ever wanted me to tell you, Matt? It's a good show. I'm pissed off that they ended it. It's great. <laughs> so, ass, okay. Great characters. Okay. You, you, you kind of gave me uh, the overview of the characters and such. Yeah. Do you come out of this with a favorite? Yes, absolutely. And people are going to hear me say this and they're going to be like, mm-hmm. and it's not that for me at all. I promise you. It's not that I love Kaylee. Kaylee is absolutely. In fact, four times I wrote Kaylee is my favorite. <laughs> she is absolutely my favorite, but she she's my favorite in that. Like I want to be this girl's friend. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm okay being friend zoned as her friend. Like I want to be like, like I have a little girl, Matt, Yeah. like my daddy heart, like just wants to wrap my arms around Kaylee and just hug her and like protect her and keep her safe. And you know, like, like when her and Simon are on a date, like I'm sitting there going, you better treat her right boy. Uh-huh. And then there's, there's like, there's the one episode and the, the scene where like, like she's down in the engine room and her and the, the old engineer guy are like getting it on and stuff. And, and, and I'm like, no, she can't be this. No, she's, she's too young. Cause she's my five-year-old little girl. Like that's <laughs> not okay. Like I'm not okay with her doing that, Matt, like mm-hmm. go fix mm-hmm. the engine Kaylee. And like, you know, I listen, she's a fully grown woman. She's fully realized and she's fully free of her own sexual agency. I fully understand that. But like, that's how I, like, I feel protective of Kaylee. Like I, I like Kaylee a lot. And like, I, like my daughter, my five-year-old daughter does stuff that's like super cute. And like, that's what I feel about Kaylee when she's doing stuff. Like she wants that pink, Matt, I'm going to buy that pink dress for her. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of that dress. No, it's a horribly ugly dress, but it doesn't matter. She wants it and she's going to get it. Uh My princess is going to get it. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I don't feel about Kaylee the same way. I, I don't come at it the same way as you do, uh-huh. but she, she is definitely one of my favorites. And like, I came into this thinking, you know, I know exactly what I'd tell you, mm-hmm. but then as we went through the series again, I'm like, man, I really like this character and this character and this character yeah. this, this great moment over here. And like, I, so, I mean, going into this, I, I would have told you Jane's my favorite. Okay. Like he just has so many good lines and uh-huh. his antics. I, 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 I love Jane. Uh-huh. Matt, and remind me of who your favorite character is in Harry Potter. Snape. Mm-hmm. 
Can I can I cut you off and give you my thoughts on Jane right now as you say that? Sure. Like just to counter like counterpoint you on that. I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Jane has a lot of great lines mm-hmm. and he's fairly funny throughout a lot of the show. But by the end of the show, I don't like him and I don't want him around. And I, I like my note I, on him I, is I, I, I can't realized trust him anymore. Right before you started talking, why you started comparing him to Snape. Yeah. Cause and I that makes can't... me wonder about my choices. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. And and it makes me think my brother might actually be right that I should mean? have been a Slytherin. The, yeah. Come on over, pal. The water's warm. <laughs> the, the water at the bottom of the lake is warm, Matt. Come on over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, I said after episode eight, I can't trust Jane anymore. Mm-hmm. No, can't do it. And then, uh, but you see that that's the thing. There's yeah. a difference between would I trust Jane to be my number one and do I like him as a character? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. And, and that's the differentiation people always, that, that's the problem people always have with me saying Snape is the best character. Snape is my favorite character. I love the character of Snape. It is a fantastically written character. Yeah. It, I mean, it has so many sides and facets to it. And just like, it's a great character. He is yeah. my favorite character. And same goes for Jane. He's a great character. Do you always like what he does? Absolutely not. Would I do that? No. Would I punch him in the face just like Mel does? Yes. Like, I, I mean. But I don't want him around. I, I get it. I don't want him on my ship. And, I no, like I, him as a character. I, but I, I am in that light. And I knew that's where you're going. That's why I brought up Snape. Because I know that's how you feel about Snape. In that mm-hmm. light, I'm fine with Jane. But overall, like as a as a person, as a human being. Yeah. Mm-mm. I I ain't having nothing with Jane. The the only two two good things I can say about Jane. Uh, drunk Jane is the best Jane <laughs> because you, you know you know what kind of drunk he is. He's the I love you guy. Uh-huh. He gets drunk. He's like I love you, man. It's, come on, I love you, man. Uh, and and his choice of wardrobe, his hat. Oh. I mean, so so I don't know what episode we got the hat in, but you like turn to me and you're like, it's Jane's hat. It's Jane's hat. And I'm like, so what about Jane's hat? You're like, if you never seen Jane's hat, and I'm like. No, (laughs) like go on Etsy right now and type Jane's hat. And I type Jane's hat and Matt, like I had four pages deep of people who make copies of Jane's hat. What the heck is going on with Jane's hat? I'm telling you, man, people love Jane's hat. Like that, that's how I was first introduced to it. Like that is Jane's hat. What's a Jane's hat? It's, 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 it's a, it's an ugly, I mean, color combination, ugly. Hey, his mother made it for him. I don't care. It's ugly you know who else you know who's else mother made stuff for him and it was ugly was weasley's, weasley's sweaters <laughs> i mean this sucker is orange and yellow and brown it's like you're a cleveland browns fan like blah right yep. uh shout out to marissa and josh or joe uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean this but this but people and you you told me like if you go to conventions people will be wearing this hat Absolutely. I'm now going to know what I, it is. I mean, I, I've i seen it at other conventions I've been to uh-huh. that aren't Firefly conventions. <laughs> Have you just, been to Firefly conventions, like specifically no, a Firefly no, convention? No, I haven't. Okay. But I'm, I'm pretty sure there is like a brown coat. Um, I, I, I don't know if they call it a convention or not, but I'm pretty sure there is a, a, a gathering of brown coats. There you go. I would go. I would, if I found an actual Firefly convention specific to Firefly, I'd go absolutely sure. in a heartbeat. But yeah, okay. Uh, following the the favorite co- character conversation, like Kaylee is a close second. And it, and now that you brought up Harry Potter and made all these ties to it, I'm seeing a very close pattern here, right? I, I, I Snape is my number one. Uh huh. Very close second is Luna. 
Kaylee, Luna. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Like it, you can draw a few comparisons there. Uh-huh. So yeah, it, it's, it's interesting, but yes, I, I, I'm very much a fan of Kaylee as well. Like she, she is my favorite female on the chip. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you already mentioned a few times that you were able to pull some predictions yeah. throughout the show. And it just dawned on me that like, that's just something you're good at. And I, I think you're very good at predicting these things. Uh-huh. I'm wondering too, how many of them are just kind of more commonplace than I give them credit for because I'm someone when I'm watching something, uh-huh. I don't typically try to predict things. I just like, I just sit back and enjoy and let it flow over me and let, mm-hmm. let things happen. Yeah. Let, let them take you trying, on the ride that they want to yes, go on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to figure out what's happening next. Right. And so I think that's just part of my mindset. Uh-huh. So when you're out there and I mean, at least half a dozen times, if not more, you're like, this just happened, didn't it? Or this is going to happen. And, uh-huh. and I, I just sat there and shook my head. I'm like, you did it again. <laughs> I, yes. Yes. That's the, the, the entire plot of this episode. You figured out in two minutes. Thanks. I think probably the most, the most egregious example of that one is, I don't know which episode it is, but it's the episode Our where Mrs. Reynolds the what our Mrs. Reynolds. Right. And it's the episode where Mal gets married mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm watching this and like they have their little party at the beginning and they're doing whatever. And this girl turns around and she puts this wreath on his head. And at that point I went, they just got married. Yeah. She puts the wreath on his head and then gives him and, a drink. And he drinks. Yeah. Yeah. He drink. Yeah. It's when he, mm-hmm. drew, he she puts that thing and he drinks. I went, they just got married. Mm-hmm. And, and it, the other thing is I've seen enough sci-fi. I, I know what that looks like. I know how that's yep. going to go. <laughs> and, and you're right. The more I thought about it, like, yes, I guess even I have seen that in other uh-huh. films and TV shows and such. It's like that is, has been used before. Sure. Right. I get it. Right. But I, I guess I've, I've just never tried to sit back and predict that. Cause I, I like, I remember the, my first time through, it was a surprise. It's like, Oh, huh. Okay. Right. I don't, I don't know that I'm sitting there actively trying to figure out what's happening uh, or like trying to make predictions as much as, like in that particular case, it just, I have seen stuff like that happen so many times where somebody unexpectedly gets married. Yeah. And like, I just, I think I, it was just felt familiar. Like I just recognized But you were it. aware enough of it to call it out. Sure. Cause I mean, that's the thing. Like th- there are enough people who will watch an episode and it's like, oh yeah, I knew that was going to happen. But no, you're, you're sitting there actively before they tell us on screen yeah. that he got married. And it's like, they just got married, didn't they? Yeah. Look, Matt, here's the thing. You've met, my wife is the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Okay. She is incredibly intelligent. And if I, I've learned out of my 11 and a half years of marriage to this woman and 13 years of being with her, if I don't call it out, I can't go back later and be like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I just didn't say anything. <laughs> she will bust me. I mean, it does not count. Uh-huh. I've just yeah. learned that with her. So yeah. that may be more of, of uh, something that's been bred into me by her. <laughs> that makes sense. I get that. Uh, but it, I mean, there was, that, I think the other one that I, that I really got and nailed was from the, from the very first story talking about river. Uh, I said, this girl has to be the main story thread throughout this show. And, and honestly, she's got I don't superpowers. think powers. I think I said, she's I don't got think superpowers. You did mention the superpowers thing out loud. Yeah. I don't think you ever mentioned to me that you thought she was going to be the main story threat. That might've been because I was, I would like her stuff happened at the end of the episode. And that's mm-hmm. when I started like writing up, writing notes down. Yep. So it might've just been, I was internally, but the note that I read about that I 
wrote about it from episode one, Matt, you go back and look at my notes from episode one. I said, this girl has to be the main story thread. I'm worried. We're not going to get to the end of her story before the show gets canceled. Yeah. That was what I said. And I went, Oh, because I, obviously I knew, I knew that the show got cut off like way early. Yes. You know? So I, I told you that multiple times. Did, it's like, this is why we can come down and binge this. Cause there's yeah. only 14 episodes. Right. Right. So I, I knew that that was, that that was something, but like, as it kept going, I was like, she's got superpowers. This girl, this girl's got, this girl is Jean gray. She can see the future and read minds. And like all of that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Like it all happens. And I went, yeah. Oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> so, um, can we talk about one, two that I didn't get right and they revolve around the same character? Sure. Actually, actually, it goes back to the first character we're talking about. But what, what's her name? Saffron or Bridget? Yeah, his wife. Or Yeah, yeah, the wife. Um, I knew that they got married. But like, you know, as he's getting in and he's talking to her and he's meeting her and stuff. And yep. like, I just, I, my note was, I, I really like her. Like, I want her to stick. I want him to stay married <laughs> to this girl. Like, I want her to stick around. She's a cool character. And then you're not going to understand this reference, Matt, but people out there listening will. She turned into Alaria Sands, which is a Game of Thrones character who can kick some major booty. Okay. And will kill you with a kiss. Okay. Has yeah, weird lipstick that- and will kill you with a kiss. Yep. That'll she do it. Turned into Alaria Sands. And I went, oh. And then we went a few episodes down, and there's this, there's this, this. I think it was help me out here, Matt. Mal was meeting with an old friend of his and this old friend had gotten married. Yep. And all of a sudden he brings up his wife and, and her name's Bridget. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Bridget's just going to be this horrendously ugly lady. This is going to be a joke that maybe worked in 2002, but it's not going to work in 2020. And it's this, uh, and then all of a sudden it turns around and it's saffron. Uh-huh. And I believe that my exact words in that moment, because I was saying, she's going to be ugly. She's going to be this. She's going to be, oh, <laughs> I think was exactly what happened. One of those moments, you're glad your kids weren't home. Right. Right. And I'm sorry for anybody. I'll try to bleep that when I go to record this uh, or put this out. If I remember and if I forgot folks out there, I'm so sorry. And little kids, I apologize for your ears and I hope they're not bleeding. But yeah, like that one got me. That one absolutely got me because I did not see that one coming. And I was thrilled at that point. Honestly, it's like <laughs> you if so, finally something you weren't expecting. Yes, it was, gotcha. so good. it was so good. It was such a great return for that character. Yeah. You know, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I definitely uh, definitely appreciated that. Oh, I'll tell you another another prediction that I got. And I, I knew right away the what's little the, what, what's the rhyme that River kept saying two by two hands of blue. Yeah, that one. I sat back there and I've said that's two people wearing blue latex gloves. <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> I heard that's two people wearing two latex gloves. I, that's got to be what that is, because, of yeah, course, they have the- rubber in the Western future. It's. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. It's another universe. That's their story. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than like, you know, Star Wars in a galaxy far, far away. Uh huh. I mean, that's that's a weird one, too, is, you know, Star Wars is a long Long time time ago. ago. And no no one ever seems to remember that part because it all seems, you know, with the lasers and everything always seems, Mm -hmm. you know, futuristic Mm -hmm. to us, especially when it was made back in the 70s, 80s. -hmm. Like that seems so futuristic, but then it's like, no, it, it's a long time ago. It's just in a galaxy far, far away. So they yeah. have different timelines than we do. So here's what really got me out of that though. 
is Firefly set 500 years into the future. Mm-hmm. Star Trek is only two and three and 400 years into the future. I don't think uh-huh. it's four. I think it's two and 300 years into the future. So like this is set well beyond Star Trek. This is like Star Trek, the fourth generation twice removed. So, okay. <laughs> I think that this is a good transition because I want to talk about this a little bit. Okay. And I think it's actually feasible that they could coexist because hear me out, hear me out because the the, the idea behind Firefly is earth and the planets we knew have all been destroyed. And so we had to move on to this new universe and, and create new planets and terraform them. Right. And right. Yeah. So what if, you know, the Borg came in and destroyed the entire universe, which they are very capable of doing Mm -hmm. and only left humans. And then, you know, so we're, 100 or 200 years past yeah we're just following the human story who's who's say there aren't other humans out there or other non-humans out there and it 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 could also occur to me like this particular group of stories didn't seem to be very far apart like because i think we only went like of the 14 episodes we only went to like three or four planets yeah and then we kept circling back around so yeah it's not a very huge timeline because i mean they don't go as fast as starfleet ships no no not at all go nearly as fast so these could be relatively local planets that are colonized like earth got destroyed and these are earth people who are out there and uh i don't maybe the federation broke up or something and nobody's coming to like whatever's happened nuclear war or, or or i don't know matt maybe there'll be something coming up in one of the episodes i have here that you could like <laughs> hey let's fast forward this all the way through and see what happens i'm not saying it's gonna happen i'm just saying you know maybe maybe it happens uh that that this could be a byproduct 200 years down the future mm-hmm. down the road you know exactly so maybe a little that, bit of that, a step backwards but but that but that's what i'm saying it's like because if you start comparing with which i i did start doing as i was watching firefly this time through mm-hmm. i started comparing you know the the weapons and the ships and the the other technology that they have mm-hmm. and comparing that to star trek because it's you know what i'm watching right now in space and you think about it and it's like yeah star trek is way ahead even though they're supposed to be behind and but it's it's just a different universe mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm like i'm not just talking about physically but they're set up as different futures mm-hmm. you know gene roddenberry had a very different idea of the future than joss whedon did sure so it's it's interesting to think about mm-hmm. so you talk about the um the idea that Josh Whedon had of the future, mm-hmm. I found it incredibly interesting and almost a little real. Cause let's face it. Gene Roddenberry's utopia of the future. The idea that everybody's going to get along and we've gotten well, past all our problems. You just said it there in one word. It's a utopia. It is. It's a utopia. It, it's not very real. It is the hope that we should have the hope yeah. that we can get there. It is what we should strive for. It's probably not realistic in reality. Mm-hmm. Okay. This particular show though, when you look at it, the, like there was some real stuff to it. Like Chinese culture becomes the predominant trade culture yep. of the future. Yeah. And I, like, like that, that was a huge thing for me when, when I realized like that's where he went with it. The, like yeah. they never really like mention it uh-huh. throughout the show. Like they don't make a big point of it. Right. It's just all the little things pieced together. Like sure. when, when all their swearing throughout the show, like they quote unquote swear a lot. 
they curse a lot throughout the show, but it's all yeah. in Chinese. I, yeah, I really want to know if it's real swears in Chinese. Like, that, is it is a Chinese American family sitting there with their young children who are bilingual, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're just ripping off f bombs in Chinese, and the the Chinese kids are going what? Like, I, I, I'm guessing not, but I do know that a lot of the other Chinese words that they use in there are real. Like, um, I would hope they I mean, would be. Like, like, like occasionally they say, you know, like she she, which is mm-hmm. basically thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, they refer to people occasionally as Maymay, which is basically little sister. Okay. A lot of times, I, I think they're. Uh, I think they refer to actually River and Kaylee. I think at different times as Maymay. Um, and like, th- th- there's just a few other terms I've noticed in there that they reuse, uh-huh. and I'm like, that's that's actually Chinese. So like, he definitely wants you to think it is, mm-hmm. but I don't know because I think you're right. As, as soon as you get a worldwide <laughs> audience, do you really want them to be hearing just swearing constantly? Right. Yeah. So, but it, not just the language, but even like it, like the costumes, like of Simon especially I noticed Simon sure. a lot of his costumes were very Chinese influenced and mm-hmm. um, Anara, the, I, the I was going to say Anara's for a sure. A lot of that, a lot of her, much. her room and everything was all very Chinese influenced. And so I, anyway, all of that to say, like, I thought that was, and the, the idea that you could use up the resources of a planet and we figured out how to terraform other planets. And then it kind of gets into like this hunger game stuff. The central planets all formed an alliance and tried to control the outer band planets. And I'm kind of sitting there going, so they formed the Federation and you guys didn't want to join the Federation. Why not? Uh-huh. Now they probably shouldn't have tried to make you f- join the Federation, <laughs> but why wouldn't you want to join the Federation? I don't understand. Like I'm going, I want to go live in the central planets. I was going to say you're, you're coming at this from a Star Trek point of view though. I want to go live in the central planets, but I like, I don't think the Alliance is nearly as, as perfected as the Federation is. Right. Yes. They have all the money and all the technology, but mm, I, I don't know that I want to associate myself with that. Like I, I have a feeling that I might be on the side of the brown coats in that situation. Mm. Like we need to learn more about the Alliance. And unfortunately we get very little actually throughout the first 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. Like they touch on it, but we don't get a lot of just little hints here and there. It feels like something that was one of the things like he's just going to drag out throughout the entire series. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to expand on it over time or a little bit over, over time, but it's because we're following mouse story. We're following firefly story. Right. Or the serenity story. Actually. Firefly is just type of ship. Sure. Hey, can I talk about firefly real quick? Yes. Sorry, Matt, the first time. All right. uh, Let me back up that ship. Again, more realistic on the inside. Um, I think this that it's a good looking ship until it goes to profile, right? Like when it when okay. it when it zooms out and it's in profile and like you've got the big mm-hmm. butt of the bug and then like the thing that goes up, which it kind of looks dirty. I gotta be honest to you. It's it looks <laughs> it, it it Matt, it looks like a penis. Okay. It just uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. sorry. It just I'm like Mm, no, but what really trips me out about the design of that ship is the butt glows. Like it the does. reason it's called a firefly, it works because the butt of it glows. <laughs> and I love that. I loved that part of the ship. Sorry. Yep. It's good looking ship. Yeah. But so it, profile. So, so one point you made early on uh-huh. was when they were like flying down to a planet or I think it was the first time they're on a planet. We saw uh-huh. them walking around and 
I forget what your exact question was, but it's basically, it basically came down to, did they teleport or how did they get down there? Mm-hmm. Like, no, they just flew the ship down and, and like, they landed the ship. it didn't, yeah. it, it, it didn't click why you were asking or why you were thinking that was weird right away. I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess they don't really do that in Star Trek. Do they? It's all teleporting. And so the ship stays up and they just teleport down to the planet and like, huh? Yeah. Uh, like I'm just so used to firefly. It's like, yeah, of course they fly the ship do you, down. Do you why remember wouldn't? why? They teleport in Star Trek. I told you this way back in like episode one. Do you remember why? Nope. Because Gene Roddenberry didn't have the budget to film effects of ships landing and taking <laughs> off from planets. So he needed a cheap oh, yeah. way for them yeah, to yeah. get up and down from the planets. Sure. That's it. Yeah. And the transporter has given us so many plot devices and so many transporter accidents for episodes over the course of the years. Yep. I don't know how many you've actually seen, Matt, but there's a lot out there of a transporter accident. There's a big one coming up soon, Matt, in in, uh, Voyager that is a a memorable episode, to say the least. Someone gets uh, spliced. Do what? Someone gets spliced. They get splinched. They get splinched. Do you mean splinched? Yes. (laughs) We'll have to edit that one. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let, let, let you, uh, let you say it. Thanks. There was, uh, I'm trying to remember ones you might've seen. I, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but yeah, there's, there's so many that a, tra- Oh no. Uh, past tense. Past tense was a transporter accident. Remember when Bashir and Cisco and Dax got sent back in time to the riots. Oh yeah. It was a transporter accident. The transporter in the holodeck holodeck gone wrong. Transporter gone wrong. So many episodes of star Trek. Anyway, sure. uh, yeah, just budget reasons. That's all it was. Fair enough. But yeah, the, the other thing about the ships, though, once again, <laughs> comparing them to Star Trek, because why not? This is a Star Trek show, right? The size. Mm-hmm. I think that this is another one, another small reason. I always have such a hard time remembering just how big Star Trek ships are. Mm, sure. Because this one, I mean, not only can it be manned by a like six person crew. Not even that, Matt. It's like four <laughs> people. Like, yeah. There's the captain, the pilot, the engineer, and the first officer. I was going to say, I suppose, yeah, like Jane isn't actually even doing it. Like he's just the muscle. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's not it's not a lot of people. We see basically the entire ship throughout the, the run of the show. And like you can run from one end of the sh- uh, ship fr- from one end of the ship to the oh, other yeah. pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, there's no, oh, he's in deck 36 B. How are we going to get there when, <laughs> when the turbo lifts are out and, and uh, the transporter rooms shut down? Like, Matt, I, I'm pretty the, sure, I'm pretty sure there was a moment where Mal and Wash and Zoe were in the cockpit mm-hmm. of the, of the ship and something happened and Mal just turns around, looks through the door and yells at Kaylee who's <laughs> way back in the bowels of the ship in the engine yep, room, yep. like way back there. She just turned, just turned around and yelled at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, to fix it yet? Yep. Can I just... can understand that for you now, Matt. See, I didn't understand that before. I'm like, why don't you understand? These ships are huge. Why do you, why do you have a problem with this? Not my ships. They're not. Right. Yeah. So yeah, just weird differences like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, obviously there, there are bigger ships out there. Sure. I mean, anytime they came across the Alliance, like yeah. their ships are bigger. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the, the March of the Vader would play Don, Don, uh-huh. Don. Yeah. Don, I, I mean, they, they're, they're floating cities. Sure. Yeah. But differences, man. Differences. Can, can, while we're, while we're comparing Firefly to Star Trek, mm-hmm. um, 
they did on Firefly what rule numero uno is on any episode past the original series on Star Trek. What's that? Never send your captain and your first officer on the same away mission. Who else are they going to send? <laughs> they they no, don't have red that, shirts. That's all that they send. It's not Jane and Mal or Jane and, and, and Zoe uh, heading off while one of them stays on the ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are the two who go. Maybe they take Jane with them. Maybe they don't. But those are the two yeah. going. Well, I, it's because of their history. Mal and Zoe, I, they trust each other. I They're understand. the only ones they trust. And hey, go by the end of the series. Are you going to trust Jane? No. To be alone with you? No, I'm not. No, Jane exactly. is not on my hey. ship. Sorry. Like he's, he's a hired hand. Mal's not going to trust him alone. Mm-hmm. That That's what, that's what it comes down to. He, tr- he trusts Zoe. Yeah. So. I, and I would too, but it's still a rule. You don't, you, you don't, uh, you know, we learned that from Riker, but you see, they're not part of the Federation. They're not part of the I Alliance. They're not, they don't, but they, but those two <laughs> had military training. They should have known. Just saying. Fair enough. Uh, one more comparison. I want to talk about because this is something I've never thought about until we started doing Star Trek and you made a point of it and we've been comparing them ever since ship captains Mm -hmm. and what makes a good captain. And you, you had me start evaluating Mal during this watch through, like you didn't force me to, but I was doing it on my own because Mm -hmm. you have me thinking about this when we're in space and you have a ship and you have a captain. Yeah. Is he a good captain? Is he a good leader? How do you feel about Mal? Um, Mal was a person that took me a while to figure out. Like I didn't, I didn't know what to expect from Mal. And even in first episode, I went, okay, so is he like an anti-hero kind of person? Like he's a bad guy, but like we kind of root for him because he's like good at heart or, you know, is he actually a good person who's just sort of doing what it takes to survive? Like, like, like what's his deal? I, I, I couldn't figure it out coming out of the first episode. Now, I, okay. I, I want to throw this out there for people who might not know yeah. the first episode. We, we watched them in the order that they were Produced. supposed to air. Yeah. They, they were intended to air. Yeah. The first episode that we're referring to was a double episode that right. was supposed to Joss Whedon shot, shot it as the pilot. Fox rejected it. So we shot a second episode very much like I've heard from you in Star Trek. This happens all the time. Yeah. So they shot the second episode and that was the one that they said, okay, yes, we'll air that. And that became the pilot then. Mm -hmm. So episode one and episode two are both kind of introducing the characters. Sure. And I kind of wonder if what you're saying here, it's like, I'm not really sure what these characters are. Maybe it was a note from the studio. Was part of the reason, yes, that they rejected it. Yeah, I I could understand that because the the pilot episode, the two hour one, mm-hmm. was not a was not a great episode. Like I watched it and then like I kind of, all right, I get it. You're introducing everybody. You're going through. Yep. It, it I think it would have been a good idea for them to uh, reshoot it as a pilot. Um, I would. I don't know that I would. I would not have had a problem if that pilot sort of achieved like the cage status in Star Trek. Like it was just unaired. Mm-hmm. And maybe they used clips from that, like in future episodes, you know, to, to sort of feed the story. It certainly set a basis for everything, but there was nothing that happened in that episode. I felt like, and correct me for, I remember I've only watched this once. So maybe there was something more and I'm just confusing it, but yeah. there was really nothing that happened in that episode outside of here's how everybody got on the ship that really made that episode important to the show. Like it didn't set the storyline for the rest of the show. I mean, I guess it kind of did with, I, with I, I mean, they discovered bit. river yeah. that, and she was being smuggled on. Yeah. But l- like, 
I, I can agree with you when objectively stepping back and looking at it. Yeah. Like I can see that yeah. and I can think I can see why they probably asked for another episode. Yeah. Yeah. But now, at the same, at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I, I do hope when you go back and watch this again, uh-huh. just think about all that. Because when I was watching it this time too, I, I had a thought going through my head. It's like, wow, they actually mm-hmm. did a pretty good job introducing these characters, but that's once you know who they are mm-hmm. and you go back and see how he tried to introduce them and all the little things he did i'm like that that was actually kind of clever you know matt i wonder if that's how i along with many other uh star trekkies out there Mm -hmm. feel about like a pilot episode like emissary for deep space nine yeah that when we go back and we watch that and we go wow look at all this stuff that they laid the groundwork for look at all this stuff they put in there look at how realized this is and you're like this is a crap show what is going on exactly exactly and i think we both have been on both sides of it now yeah and you know it now you know a little bit more how i feel about these star Uh trek pilot episodes because it's like I man, I don't, I don't really get it, man. Let's let's move on to the next episode. I'm sorry, I want to I want to come back and talk about Mal, but there was yeah. one specific Deep Space Nine reference that you and I made while we were watching the show that something happened in this show, and we went, "Look, see if he would have stabbed him, he would have died," but he didn't because he got shot. Like we know that's the rule in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you really mm-hmm. want him to die, just stab him. Uh, anyway, uh, but but back to Mal. Certainly that second episode was like, okay, so he's sort of doing what it takes to survive. He, he gets, he gets on this job, he goes to do this job and then he grows a conscious and he goes back and does the right thing. So he's a good guy. Um, I think that played out more throughout the remainder of the episodes that, yeah, he's rough and tumble, but he really is a good guy. I don't know that anti-hero really applies to him, maybe slightly, but even like when we get into the, into the episode where he has to do the duel and he's like, A sw- what? Because <laughs> he, he's thinking like a gun duel and like, go get your sword. Yep. And he goes, a sw- what? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Uh, although there's no way that he beat that other guy and that he got stabbed as many times as he did. And he's like moving versus the other guy. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, Mal, I really liked Mal was, I think where Mal really exceeded as a good captain was he had everybody's back even when he had to call down his own people. Yep. And, and like, you're not going to treat my doctor that way. You're not going to treat this guy. Who's a part of my crew that way. And when, when whoever was a threat to that person, the moment went away, then he turned around to the dark said, now listen, let me tell you, you little, whatever, you're not going to do this on my ship anymore Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to, you know, and as a parent, I often have to do that between my two kids. (laughs) Like, no, 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 this is what you did wrong. And you're not going to do this anymore. You need to apologize to your sister. And then whatever. Now you need to, go away and I turn on the sister and you don't need to antagonize them and you're never, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. it goes both ways. <laughs> right. Right. And so I, I liked that about Mal. Like he, I thought he was very, very fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in terms of the ways that he treated people. And, you know, one of my favorite things about Janeway as a captain is she, she's very protective of her people. Um, you know, and, and there's like, she'll be fine with it. She'll be fine with it until you threaten her people. You do something to her people and mama bear. I mean, the claws come out and Janeway just goes off on you. Like Matt, there's, we're not going to watch the episode, but there is, there is an episode where Janeway goes full on Rambo. I mean, she rips off. <laughs> off her jacket and she's got like her undershirt on and like she ties her hair back in the thing and she <laughs> loads up like phaser rifle guns with a strap across her and she 
Let's go. I mean, she Samuel L. Jackson. Let's get these MF and bugs off my MF and ship. Like, and she's it's it's an episode called Macrocosm, and it's it's one of the best Janeway moments. <laughs> okay, but but it's it's just indicative of how Janeway is. Like, you mess with her people, and like she'll cut you, man. Like in a way that Picard and Cisco, like even Picard and Cisco would be like, yo, chill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but but yeah i i liked mal mal would have lost his ship in two weeks in the federation oh sure right yeah yeah he, he doesn't work with structure like that but you know where mal would have been great as a maquis captain <laughs> well i mean in he this universe is, right? that's kind of who they are yeah it's like yeah. it's like the Ma- the maquis finally reabsorb into the federation but now they're like yeah you're here but we don't like you like Mm -hmm. you're still kind Mm -hmm. of that you know that's kind of that's that's kind of what this is i get it sure sure so i know one of the other comparisons i've made i I think i'm even mentioned on a previous beam me up episode that and this was previous you having watched it but one of the reasons i knew i needed you to watch it is you told me voyager was your trek yes and it was either the first or the second episode of voyager we did and i said this crew reminds me of the firefly crew okay i don't do you remember understand you that, that. compare do, do you understand the comparison at all no dive into that for me because i i'm not okay. i'm not sure that i'm tracking so, with so, it. so it, it was just early on they were still kind of piecing together the voyager crew right mm-hmm. like they, they started off with their federation people mm-hmm. but they needed to fill in the gaps yet they didn't have a full crew so in voyager you know they took on some of the maquis and they took on neelix and they they brought all these people in to be part of the crew mm-hmm. like that's how i see firefly mm-hmm. mal had a ship he had one or two people he trusted obviously the crew's not as big so we don't have as many gaps to fill here Mm-hmm. But he needed to bring on some extra people to flesh it out. And like, I'm sitting here thinking like Neelix and Kess are like Simon and River. Mm. Like they're they're not ship faring people. They're not part of the crew initially, but they take them on the ship and they become part of their own. Like they all, they all get to the point. I, I mean, you you mentioned it just before where uh, at one point he has to defend Simon and Simon kind of asks him, he's like, why'd you do that? It's like, you're part of my crew. And like, I feel, mm-hmm. I don't know if we've quite hit that point with Neelix yet, if we right. hit that moment but I mean, that, that's, that's where it is. Like he, okay. He's not a doctor. He's just like the chef right now, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think he does play a bigger role than that. And like, like, like you were saying, Janeway's protective of her own. And I think right. if we haven't hit that point already, we will hit that point where it's going to be, why'd you do that? Well, you're part of my crew. Sure. And so like the, the, there's these little, just the crew of Voyager feels more patchwork than any other crew I've met so far. And because every other crew has basically been Federation. Right. And so the crew of Voyager just reminded me in that sense of the crew of Firefly. And I'm like, okay, if you like this type of show, if you like this patchwork crew, if you like where this is going, I think you're really going to like Firefly. That's about all there was to it. It, it yeah. was one more reason I'm, I'm like, I, I I need to show you the show. See what you think of it. Think if I find out if I'm wrong or not, but I don't think I am. I could definitely see that. Like I've asked a few yeah. other people, like family members who have seen both Star Trek and Firefly and asked them if I was crazy with that comparison. And like none of them jumped on and it's like, oh yeah, I totally see it. But they didn't think I was crazy in, in making that comparison either. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's a, I think it's absolutely a fair 
uh, fair comparison. So yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it, Matt. Cool. I'm with it. Well, with that, Brent, is there anything else specifically about the TV show that we haven't mentioned? Because <laughs> we haven't talked about the movie yet. Oh, my. I know. Um, I know. It, uh, the, the only other thing, and I'm sorry, this this is probably where it went from space western to, okay, this just got goofy. When we realized that the entire show is taking place within the Matrix, because the Mr. Smith was chasing <laughs> them down. Oh, yeah. When they, yeah. When they got to it. Well, I mean, no, I mean, outside of that, that's uh, that's really it. I, I did think that was very funny. Um, oh, 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 just while we're talking about comparisons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we please compare Simon to Harry Potter? I thought you'd appreciate this. When he's on the date with Kaylee and he can't stop putting his foot in his mouth. Okay. It's like, just stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Help yourself you. out. Um, yeah. And then, and then, oh, episode 13, which I don't remember. Th- that's the one where they went to like rescue the, the companion house. I, I don't, yep. I, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it's it, heart, heart of gold. And yeah, the, yeah. It was the Magnificent Seven. It was the Magnificent. Firefly does the Magnificent Seven. Like if I I did also known as Firefly, it would be Firefly does the Magnificent (laughs) Seven. That's the way that episode would have gone. I I mean, I feel overall like Joss is not afraid to reuse plot lines. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, other people's plot lines. Like he makes them his own. Uh Uh-huh. Listen, Star Trek, absolutely. They they take storylines out there and then do their own riff on it. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, this show had one of the best bar solutions fights i've ever seen in my life yeah and i loved every moment of it it was so good so good (laughs) anyway yeah that's that's all i really had on the tv show man awesome well then i think it's about time we turn our attention to the movie because you specifically asked me to to separate these two conversations a little bit yeah i I just i I mean it's it's two different things because like we look at the movie and you go okay let's talk about the upgrades to the set and the lighting because now they actually have like a hollywood budget to do it the Mm -hmm. firefly looked great it did. I mean, it looked amazing. And these all, they, they all looked about three years older, like as people, like three, four years older, which is what happened <laughs> in real could, life. You could tell. You could tell. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, a, a couple of things from the movie that just jumped out at me, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes, but, you know, come back to something. No, go for uh, it. I'm, all right, Mr. Universe is Bernard from the Santa Claus. Yes, that's one of my favorites. I yes. And I was so, so happy when you blurted that out when he came on screen. Because, yeah. like, I, I, I always feel like I'm the only one who, who who calls him out as Bernard? Right. Like p- people will, will will say, "Oh yeah, that's uh, what's in it, David Crumb or something." I like have no idea. Holders, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, Bernard, and and they give me this kind of blank stare, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Bernard from the Santa Claus, like, right? I I have no idea why that's the connection I make. Why that role for him is the one that's stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can see him anywhere. I'm like, that's Bernard. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I just, that role for whatever reason, I, I don't think it's probably, is that his most famous role? I, I don't think it should be. It doesn't feel like it should because it's not even like a main, main character in that movie. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 he was, I, I was on a, so he was happy. on a show called numbers, I think, or numbered or something like that. Mm, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so Bernard Bernard's Mystery Universe, uh, and and him talking to the robot, like going into the robot lady, weird. But I dig it. I dug <laughs> it. I was all for it. Um, but I, he he gives me one of my favorite lines. I, I I I tried to hold back while I was watching the movie and not quote every line. Yeah, but that movie has so many quotable lines, at least for me. Uh-huh. And I, I I use this one, especially when 
occasionally on Twitter, someone will say like, quote a movie with no context or something like that. And I'll give them, he killed me with a sword, Mel. <laughs> Kill me with a sword. How weird is that? Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I was excited when I saw this movie because I just thought it was like a made for TV movie. You know, like, like, oh, no, you, you no. remember when when they did the next generation movie generations yeah. and like the lighting and like it looked cooler, but it's still the same set. Sure. And it's still the same actors and they're still doing the same stuff. And it's still written like a television show. That was not this movie. This no. movie was written like its own movie. But I will say this. I can. The movie apparently bombed at the at the box office did not do super well at all um had a much bigger following on the on the aftermarket like the the home video or home release or whatever well, um, well sure because even at that point uh-huh. from, from what i understand like the show itself had a decent following uh-huh. even when it was first airing even though fox aired episodes out of order even though they promote it poorly like it, it still had a decent following because it it, it it all comes back to you know star trek's famous letter writing campaigns mm-hmm. the fans of firefly the brown coats did this too they 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 sent in i don't know how many postcards to fox Wait, trying I, to I, get I, the I'm series sorry, i've heard you say this a few times brown coats that's the is that the name that fans of firefly call themselves or brown coats well yes because that, that's okay. what mal, mal sure. and zoe are brown coats i get it okay. um I got the, it. The, what um in one of the episodes, I'm not sure if it was the bar brawl you were referring to or not, but uh, he always finds himself in a bar on uh, Unification Day, right? Sure, right. And that, that's one of the few references the the guy mentions. It's like, mm. hey, your coat looks kind of brown. That's right. He did. And, and so okay. but like, they don't make a big point of it during the series, but... Uh-huh. That they are brown coats, and thus, like the fans have adopted that. It's like if you're a follower, you're a brown coat. Yes, got it. I need to find me a brown coat then. I'm good. <laughs> um, sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. I don't remember where you were going. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Um, so yeah, they they basically you know attempted the letter writing campaign, right? Yeah, they sent in a bunch of postcards to Fox. And, and trying to get this this series to keep going and such, it didn't really work. But the point being, like they they did have a following, mm-hmm. and they made then they got the movie made, you know, rel- in a relatively short period of time afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I believe the movie was said to cover like what the rest of season one and most of season two was supposed to cover, what Joss had in mind for that. And so, like the the series was cut off in two thousand three. The movie came out in two thousand five. Mm. So, I mean, you think about like production time and stuff, like there wasn't a huge gap in there. Mm. So, I mean, it, the people that basically saw the movie were going to be the ones who were, were already fans of the show. Mm-hmm. They went and saw the movie. It still didn't have that that widespread mm-hmm. cult following and that it does and now. And that's what I was going to say. I could understand why if I'm a guy who's never seen the show and somebody says, Hey, the movie's out, let's go see the movie. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you don't have to watch the show to understand the movie. They'll explain it to you because I, I thought they did a good job of, they did. if you didn't see the show, here's everything you need to know to enjoy the movie. I thought they did a good job of that. That said, I can understand why somebody who hadn't watched the show wouldn't really be into the movie a lot. Sure. The movie was made for fans, not yep. for the general public out there. And mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was a good movie for the fans. The, I, the movie was fan service, one hundred percent, actually. And I do not think it was a good movie outside of that. Um, or, no, 
I, I just said that wrong. It was a good movie. <laughs> yes. I can understand why people wouldn't find a, a connection to it and have an appeal to it. Sure. But it, like objectively, I think it was a, it was a fine movie uh, that they made. Um, one of the things I liked about it, it continued the tradition that the show set up where it, it cradled the early roles of several famous actors. And this one added to the cast. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name because I can never say it right. I can't either. Chet Wagel Edgio four, I think is how you yep. say it. Something like that. Chet Wagel Edgio four, mm-hmm. uh, where they bring him in as kind of the bad guy, not really the bad guy thought he was, um, Jubal. Jubal. Jubal yeah, he, it was him just recast, but not, it, it wasn't him. <laughs> nope. uh, Cause that was a fantastic character. We didn't talk about Jubal nearly enough. That was a great character. And they ended the show on that episode. Are you kidding me? I know. Anyway, I know. Um, no, somebody needs to be watching the first cut of that, of that show and say, call them up. Do not cancel this episode. The show get back to work because mm-hmm. it's, it's going, ah, why they would do that. Um, I like that. I, I, to me though, I got to tell you while so much of this movie was about river and it was about finishing up her storyline because I was right. They yep. didn't finish her storyline in the show. So this was about finishing up her storyline and, and everything. I, that was I mean, going it was the her. biggest storyline that was left open, sure. right? Absolutely. Like, like yep. you said, it was basically the main storyline that they're going after, which clearly a storyline that could have run for years and years and years throughout the course of the exactly. show. And it just got exactly. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't even have warning to say, Hey, we're going to finish. We're not going to renew your contract at the end of this season to give nope. them a chance, give them episodes to finish out. They didn't even yeah. do that. It was just, Nope, you're done. Yeah. Stop working. You, you can't tell me 14 episodes was a full season. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but to me, the most interesting part of this story, and Matt, it's been about a week, I think, since we've watched this movie. So mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly why I was feeling this way, but I was feeling enough of this way to make this as the note. Okay. Mal finding himself should have been the central part of this movie because it was the most compelling thing to me as a viewer. Okay. Can you interpret that? Because I don't actually remember what that means. <laughs> that, that's an interesting note. Um <laughs> But there was there was something about Mal finding, I guess, finding himself throughout the course of that movie and who he was. Well, I mean, the, the whole interaction he had when he was off by himself fighting. Um, Chet Wedge will edge you for him. Yep. Yeah. Who, who, who I hate. They don't actually give him a name even like oh, in, the, in the credits. He's listed as the operative. Oh, OK. <laughs> like, right. I mean, that, that that's all we get. Mm-hmm. So when he's off fighting him like mm-hmm. that that's probably the most like intimate for lack of a better word introspective he probably gets i think uh-huh. is during that whole section of it mm-hmm. unless there was some other scene like i i'm not entirely sure what you were referencing necessarily mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and rewatch it, but I will yep. put this out there. And if anybody out there is listening and you're like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> email us, beam at pod at gmail.com. Um, uh, River is the winter soldier. She has an off button sure. and she's brainwashed. <laughs> like they can, yep. they can turn her on and off. Like, what? And like ha- having watched the series uh-huh. and I, obviously we didn't get the full series. We've talked about that plenty of times, Yeah, but that almost felt like cheating. Yeah. I'm like, they, come they on, Josh. Like yeah, that, come on. that wasn't in there. That was, I mean, you just, yeah. you're just making things up now. Right. I'm like, it, I know Simon wants to keep things secret. He wants to, you know, keep his and rivers past to himself. And he wants to figure out, he wants to solve the mystery, mm-hmm. but you feel, I feel okay. May, maybe he wasn't close enough to anybody on the ship yet to reveal this secret, but if he had 
knowledge of, oh, something might happen and I have this code that'll shut her down. Mm-hmm. He might have told someone about it just to warn them, whether or not that's Mal or even like Kaylee just offhandedly mentioned like, hey, I have this secret. I don't fully understand what it means, but mm-hmm. I need to tell someone in case I'm not here and something happens like someone else should know about this. And like that, that, that's, I guess the biggest problem I have with that one is like, I, I would have mentioned it to somebody just in case, but who knows? But yes, anyway, Winch Soldier. Yes. Um, yeah. The only other thing that bothered me about her was she is barefoot on all her away missions. I was like, put some shoes on girl. <laughs> it, like you mentioned that a few times and yeah. like it, i guess it never really bothered me that much like just, uh, yeah she, she, she wants to be able to touch and feel everything and you know become no. one with it no but my god i mean she she was bad at it. all right matt i've got a new favorite phrase yeah comes directly out of this what mm-hmm. in the sphincter of hell is <laughs> i'm gonna work that into my daily uh repertoire from now on through the rest of my life it is it is such a fantastic phrase josh whedon mm-hmm. it is it is what in the sphincter <laughs> and there's there's nothing wrong with the phrase it, it just, it's it's amazing it's absolutely amazing um all right two two more notes on the movie and then i'm done uh all right i'm cool with shepherd book or book shepherd whatever shepherd book. shepherd book i'm cool with him dying okay i was not okay with wash dying spoiler alert i was on the wind i was not like no that one was mm-hmm. not okay mm-hmm. and my note that followed that was and so help me if kaylee dies <laughs> but i mean i the if josh is going for that emotional hit like it's either kaylee or wash that you got to kill mm-hmm it's one yeah. of those two. I mean, because that's going to hit that emotion button, and it did. And, well, I was, it, I, it, and it's I one of those things. Okay. Like I, I always say in Star Trek, like it's a captain's in peril. He's not going to die, right? They're there for the, for the whole series, so you can't kill off Mal. Mm-hmm. You're not likely going to kill off the first officer either, so you're not killing Zoe. So it's got to be that kind of second tier mm-hmm. backup somewhere. Like probably not Jane. He's the muscle. He I mean, it'd be weird if he died. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, you got Kaylee. I mean, I guess technically Simon, no, but that'd yeah. be kind of weird knowing yeah. that like Rivers the central focus, right? Um, I mean, if it's between Kaylee and Wash, he made the right choice. Yeah, like you, you got, got Kaylee and Wash. It, like, like I would have been destroyed, Matt. If Kaylee, like, think. Josh Brown, when Cedric died, forget, forget <laughs> other dude, when yeah. Cedric died, like yep. I would have been beside myself if he killed off Kaylee, it would not you. have been okay. I got gotcha. um, you, but I'm still not cool with wash dying. Not in the least. I, I, I think a lot of people are in your boat too, but I, I think this is Josh kind of sitting down and saying, okay, I am ending this. There's no way we can continue this series now. I'm going to say we're, we're done with this. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? Well, you kill off your pilot. It's like, we're not replacing him. That'd but see, be weird. You, but if, if you're going into it, knowing your ending, you absolutely could kill your captain. You, you could. And, and here's but, like, I'd have been cool with them killing Mal. Of them saying, <laughs> this is the end of the show. And, kill and that's, all. that's why he didn't K- kill, kill them all and leave Kaylee alone. And she's the one who like, her and Anara and Zoe, like, like leave it to the girls. That's cool. Like they're, let all they're the off. Die. In, they're off in Anara's shuttle. Yeah. 
and and they go off and and even if one of them has to die fine and kill zoe kill anara i i i, I really grew to love anara over the course of the anara show too. too and she was another character that i need more anara stories because yeah she's this high-end prostitute there's something so much more to her though that you, you know you would have gotten more anara stories needed to continued. be explored needed to be yeah. explored yeah um so yeah. All right. Here's the only other thing. And it's a, it, this is a mal comment. This is the, the final note that I had on the movie. He gets to the very end. And I think he's talking to the operative and he says it like he, like he lets him go. He says, but if I ever see you again, I'm going to kill you. Okay. Right. Or he says, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm apt to kill you or I'd, I'd like, you know, I'm going to kill you basically is what he says. And I'm sitting here thinking back through the last 14 episodes in this movie that I've seen of Mal. I don't believe it. Mal ain't going to kill him. Mal's not a killer. He's not. Mal's not a killer. Uh, anytime Mal says he's going to kill you, I don't believe him. Not believing him I, for I, a I, second. I, no. Mm -mm, did, not Mal. Did you, did no. you watch, um, let, let me see if I can find the title before you. Which one would it have been? I forget which episode it's actually in. It's one of, I think it's the first one with Niska. Uh -huh. And That's at the, the end of the episode, uh -huh. he's like, okay, I'm giving you this money. You're going to take it back to Niska and tell him we're done. We're yep. even. Yep. And big bodyguard guys like, no, or like spits in his face maybe or something. Sure. What does Mal do? He kicks him and he sucks him through the engine or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Mal was not trying to get the guy to go through the engine. And that no, guy was no. threatening Mal. That guy was threatening Mal in the moment. That's self-protection. You, you, you can't you can't give me he, that was, he wasn't that was because that was not then he cold blooded murder. That was not I told you and now I'm gonna execute you. It was not that. That was this guy was advancing on you him. You can't he tell me he, he, he just meant to like knock him over or something. They intentionally had the engine started up and then he brings in the next guy and he's like, all right, here's the deal. And like, mm. he just agrees to it right away. Cause he doesn't want to get kicked into an engine. Okay, fine. I might give you that, but I'm still going to hold my gun of that was, that was not cold blooded execution. That was defending his peeps. And that guy was a bad guy, like a bad, bad, bad guy. This guy, Mal's not, he's not an executioner. He's just not. Because gotcha. Mal's a good guy. I know. I uh, like. I think I agree with you to the point mm -hmm. that if they met again, the other guy would not die immediately. They yeah. have another, you know, monologuing session. Yeah. They go after each other and mm -hmm. have a fight and probably end up with the same result. And and he'd probably, you know, threaten him again. It's like, and, all right, and if I see you a third time. <laughs> and the other thing too is, look, and this isn't a bad thing. Mal has grown from episode one through the movie. He has grown mm -hmm. and changed his character. It, through this movie, I said earlier, he found himself. And even though I don't remember why I said that <laughs> right now in this moment, he's changed. Like Mal is Mal is not the anti-hero that I said mm -hmm. way back in episode one. He's he's not. He is actually a good guy. Yeah. Sometimes he does what he has to do to survive, but he's actually a good guy through like in the core of his being. And I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to impugn him for all that, you know? I mean, if Mal wasn't a good guy, I don't think Kaylee'd still be on the ship. I agree. I agree. I don't know why Jane's still on the ship. Kick him off. He, because Jane, Mal's a nice Jane guy. Should have, Jane should have been gone when because he Mal's betrayed. A nice guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I understand. I understand. But it, I mean, it creates that tension that you have for the, the rest of the series. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. That's it, Matt. That's all I had on the movie. Perfect. So, Brent, I'm going to put it to you. <laughs> Did you like the series? 
Would you watch it again? Do you understand why I had to have you watch this series? Yes, yes, and uh, more yes. Perfect. That's all I have for you, man. What are we watching next week, Matt? Any extra viewings for me? The Dollhouse. Oh, okay. Or sorry, not the, just Dollhouse. Just Dollhouse. That's another uh, Joss Whedon thing, right? It's Joss Whedon's next work that also got cut off after like two seasons. Oh, it's too bad. bad. I'm actually rewatching it right now. I'm like, yeah, I like this. I like this. I mean, it's... I I shouldn't be turned off by the dollhouse phrase. I'm not sure. It's not going to threaten my, my, uh, my, my, my masculinity. Oh no, no, (laughs) not, not like that. No. Okay. I, I I say that tongue in cheek because earlier tonight I was just playing Barbie dream house downstairs with my little girl. So I I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you've put together a dollhouse before. So a few times, actually a few times. So yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. Well, man, I, I, I don't know if you have anything else, but I, I will say thank you for making me watch this. Thank you for taking 40 hours of drive time. <laughs> it's an entire week's worth of driving to come down to my house, hang out with me for a week, make me watch the show, because honestly, I feel like my life is better now because of it. Yeah. I feel like there's there's uh, I feel more complete somehow having watched this episode. Or it's my series. pleasure, man. I, like I said, I, I've, I've introduced many people to Firefly after, after I was introduced to it, it was like, I I think it was, it was either late high school or early Mm -hmm. college. And there was once, it it must've been summer when everybody was home. And for like two weeks straight, I just invited people over to my house and said, Hey, we're watching Firefly. And we made it through the whole series multiple times for different people. Uh Like, have you seen this yet? No. Okay. We're watching it. Here we go. Like, (laughs) I didn't give them much choice. It's like, no, no, this is what we're watching. This is what we're doing. And most of those folks, you know, still watch it to this day. Like it's a great series. So if you haven't watched it yet, you, the listener, go watch Firefly. I'm not the only one saying it now. Brent, should they watch Firefly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank it's you. a good show. And it and it'll it'll make you mad that it got canceled early. Because it's a good show. Yeah. You, yep. you wonder what could have been. And you see like, that like yeah. I mean, I kind of get it. Like Joss was at a point in his career. Like we, we talked about success of Buffy, success of Angel. Uh-huh. He he's made his money. He's gonna start making whatever he wants now. Sure. And you would think with that success behind him, it's like maybe give it at least a season, see where it goes. And then it's like, okay, then Dollhouse, like I said, it got cut off again, but they did give it two seasons at least. I'm like, dude, give the guy a shot. Haven't you seen what he's done in the past? Why don't you trust him anymore? Well, Matt, you're the one who often says why they ever cancel a show before the third season is beyond you. And I agree with you on that because look, here's the thing. If this was just a good show, good show, good show, and then for whatever reason they cut it off, like that would be one thing. This was a show that was consistently getting better. Like it was on the up and it it really started hitting a stride and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. And, and I think when you find out that like the, the studio was not airing the, the episodes in order, like they were torpedoing the show. Yeah. And it, I, you can't, you can't do that, but on purpose, right? Like I just, you, you would think so that, that, I mean, what other explanation do you have for it? Right. Just to give people some context, if you, if you don't know this, but w- one of the, the trivia facts on IMDb is fans blame the show's low rating on Fox's decision to air it out of sequence with frequent preemptions, both of which mm. made the con- continuing story arcs difficult to follow. 
Right. They were aired in this order. Tell me if this makes any sense. Like, I, I kind of want to go back and watch them in this order and see see how it plays out. Uh-huh. Episode two, like we said, was was the remade pilot. Like, they rejected the first one. So episode two, fine. It, it, it's technically the first episode then. Okay. So episode two, episode three, fine. Then they jumped to episode six. Who knows why? I don't know why you skip two episodes mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. The next one was preempted. I don't know what is preempted by. Uh, but then they jumped to seven and eight. So it doesn't even sound like they just pushed seven back a week. It's mm-hmm. like they were going to air a different episode in there. Right. I'm like, so they were going six, something else and a seven, eight. Okay. Doesn't make sense. Once again, then they jump back to four and five. Then they jump ahead to nine. The next two episodes are preempted. Then they jump to 10 and 14 and then go back and air episode number one, the failed pilot. That was the last episode they aired. Yeah. Was the failed pilot. I'm like, I What? How does that make any sense at all? And so even though 14 episodes were shot, 11, 12, and 13 never aired on Fox. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until later when uh, the Sci-Fi Channel bought the series that they finally aired all 14 episodes in the correct order. I get it. I get it. So yeah, Fox, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) I I have to think they lost out on a lot of money. Absolutely. Absolutely. (sighs) Matt, I think that's our show. I think we're an exhausted firefly. Uh, so with that, um, once again, Matt, I want to say thank you for introducing the show to me. My pleasure. One of these days, I hope you say the same thing to me about Star Trek, (laughs) but for now, tell the folks where they get in touch with you out there on the internet. Uh, you can find me over on Instagram and Twitter at, as a matter of Matt. If you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me at Brent Allen live across all the social medias. I would love to be able to connect with you there as well, too. Don't forget, guys, we got more Beam Me Up coming to you guys here very, very shortly. Thanks for joining us for this very special supplemental episode. If you haven't watched Firefly, please do yourself a favor, go watch it, and then catch up on our next episode. We'll talk to you guys later. Live long and prosper. <laughs>